0: Hey there, Mike Stelsner. Today's show is about dashboards. And dashboards are part of this umbrella in marketing that we call analytics. And if you're like most marketers, you probably struggle interpreting the data, proving to your boss or to your clients that what you're doing is actually working. And if you wanna take it to the next level, after you listen to today's podcast, you want to check out Social Media Marketing World. We have an entire track on analytics, and people like today's guest will be speaking there. So if you want to check it out, simply visit socialmediaworld19.com.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today's show is sponsored by Social Media Marketing World 2019. The conference coming up really soon, in March, in beautiful San Diego, the place you know you want to be. On today's show, I will be joined by Chris Mercer. And we're going to explore the topic of dashboards. What they are, why they're important, how to create your own for free. You're going to love this show. By the way, if you want to reach me, simply email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And now for this week's brand new discovery.
1: Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip.
0: This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What did you find, Eric?
2: I found a really cool tool to manipulate and resize images and convert them and all sorts of things. It's called Photo Utils, and that's obviously short for Photo Utilities. This is a browser-based application, so you can access it from anywhere, and it's free. And what you do is you go over to photoutils.com.
0: How do you spell utils? People are going to want to know.
2: Yes. So photo and then U-T-I-L-S dot com. Got it. And then once you're there, you can upload your image. And this is going to be this Swiss Army knife for those of us who aren't necessarily in ownership of any design uh, applications.
0: Like Adobe stuff,
2: right? (laughs) Exactly. So uh, I upload my image and then I can click either uh, resize image, convert image. So I can convert it to a different um, format. Crop image, so I can crop it. I can compress the image so that I can make it uh, less file size, but same image size. Uh, I can rotate the image. I can flip the image vertically or horizontally. And there's one other magic thing in here is that uh, it's got built in when you resize the image. It's got all of the current social media network um, sizes built into it. So you've got those as preset image sizes to select from once you are selecting what you want to resize it to.
0: So what's the application here?
2: Well, I mean, if, you've, if you're if you somebody who needs to do some quick image manipulation and you are not a designer, but you know what you need needs to be done, uh, you can do it or you can have a team member do it who also isn't maybe necessarily a designer. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like you've got all these different things that you can do. And sometimes... You just need a tool that can do the bare bones stuff.
0: Got this it. This is that thing. So yeah. this is kind of like a resizing, cropping, rotating kind of tool and outputting the exact size that you need. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
2: Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where it's like I need to get a certain amount of work done on this image Yeah. just by. You know, I don't need to send it to a designer. yeah. They say it has
0: to be it has to be three hundred by three hundred pixel square, and you're like, how in the heck am I going to easily do that, right? <laughs> right. Upload it here, bam, ba, boom, three hundred by yep. three hundred. Export it out as a PNG, and you're done, right?
2: Yes, exactly. And you can do this. E- I mean, I've played around with it, and I can even do some of the stuff that I would usually just open up in like Preview on a Mac right. and do some of the cropping or resizing there. It's easier here because it's more straightforward. Wow. There you go. So, again, it's a little bit – the URL, again, is photoutils. That's photo, P-H-O-T-O-U-T-I-L-S dot com.
0: Thank you so much, Eric.
2: You're welcome. And
0: now for my interview with Chris Mercer.
2: Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide.
0: Today, I'm excited to be joined by Chris Mercer. If you don't know who Chris is, he is a measurement marketing expert. He's one of the world's top analytics experts, and he's also the founder of MeasurementMarketing.io and the Measurement Marketing Academy. Chris, welcome back to the show. Thanks, man.
1: Happy to be here.
0: So today, Chris and I are going to talk about dashboards and why marketers need to be using them and a killer free tool that you should be using. So Chris, um, Let's talk about first of all what the heck is a
1: dashboard um and why why should marketers care. Man, that's such a great question. It's it's a great question because I think the trend has been this big data concept, right? I mean, data's in the news every single day. There's a new tool that collects information every single day. And it used to be back in the day, you couldn't find the information you needed. Now you can't get away from information that you don't need in a lot of cases, but it's it's hard to figure out kind of what's useful and what's not. And I think that's what makes like 2019, the year of the dashboard in a way, because instead of using all of these built-in reports that have all this data dump of whatever the platform is, whether it's Facebook or Google Analytics or anything at your CRM, right? Whatever CRM you're using, you've got all this information that's, that's sort of there and at your fingertips, but it's not all that useful. In other words, you have information, which is good. I mean, it's better than not having information, but you don't have actions. You don't have anything sort of meaningful. And I think that's where dashboard come in because dashboards are it's kind of giving you the power to say, okay, of this information, this is the information I want to see so that I can answer this question so that I can take this particular action. And I think that's why people really need to steer away from the whole built-in report thing and moving toward dashboards so that they can actually start taking action on stuff.
0: So Chris, I think that dashboards really are all about trying to help us as marketers Only look at what matters, right? I mean, is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Because as a marketer, you really don't care about the information, even though that's what you think you want. You think you want all these numbers, but you really don't. What you want to know is what to do next, right? That's what everybody wants the numbers for so that they know what to do next. And what happens is a lot of people just end up measuring a bunch of stuff. They collect a bunch of numbers, but then they still don't know what to do next. And like you said, that's what dashboards can help you sort of cross that barrier of saying, okay, of all this data, just look at this part and this will help you to actually take a meaningful action to move things forward and move the needle. What are the limitations of dashboards? I mean, what can they not do? Um, That's a good question. So dashboards in particular are, in my view, they're best used to give you customized answers. So they are, uh, I I hesitate to use the word surface level, but but they're specific. They're super specific. So when you build them, you might say, okay, I want to have a dashboard that shows a customer journey as they move through my sales pipeline. And I want to be able to break that down by traffic source, let's say. Mm -hmm. And it does that incredibly well. But then you ask the question of, oh, I wonder how many people are using uh, Apple devices for this. Well, if that's not part of the dashboard, you're out of the scope of the dashboard. The dashboard really can't help you. Now, yes, you could go back and have it redeveloped and or adjust it yourself. So it now does that. Um, but that's where platforms like analytics are more helpful because analytics, you can build a report within analytics to say, you know, here's the information that's going on through your, your sales pipeline. But then you can say, yeah, but I wonder how many people are doing Apple and you can create a segment out of that and and everything. So dashboards, I think in terms of the, how fast you can do the deep dive and kind of go down the rabbit hole, like they're not good at that, but that's what's also good about them because they they keep you out of that. Whereas the platforms like analytics, and I'm sure you know many people listening to this now are are thinking that like analytics can be frustrating. It can be overwhelming because you dive into it and everything you it's like a loose thread, right? Everything you you see sort of either contradicts something else that's in the analytics, and you have no idea what your numbers are. If you can even trust the numbers that you see, because nothing kind of makes sense. And dashboards are this highly curated little garden, right? So, yes, it's not how things are naturally in the wild, but it's useful to you. Um, and so, what is their limitation, I think, is almost their biggest, biggest benefit.
0: I like that. I'm an analytics geek, as I know you are, but far more. You are far more than I am. But what I love about Google Analytics, obviously, is if you know how to use it, it's exceptionally powerful. But the thing is you have to know exactly what you're doing. It is literally like operating an
1: airplane, probably more complex. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Cause like you said, there's so many, like if you, it, I love the airplane example, cause I'm, I'm visualizing it. Like it's exactly that. If you took analytics and just made it something physical, it would look like an airport or the airplane cockpit, right. With all the different dashes and dials and yeah. you've got to, you know, it's nothing super intuitive. You have to understand what you're, what you're dealing with. Absolutely. Right.
0: Yeah. And data studio would be more like the kid's version of the airplane. You know, there's just, it's, a, it's, it's the
1: Fisher price version.
0: Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, it's got a couple yeah. buttons, you know, forward, backward. <laughs>
1: yep. It you does can what, still fly yeah. the plane, like in this example, right? Yes. Let's pretend Fisher Price made when you can actually fly the plane. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe it's like the video game version, right? Yes. Where it's a little controller. So you can but you can still do it. And that's what's so powerful about
0: it. So what is the free tool that you advocate marketers ought
1: to consider when they're building out a dashboard? Google Data Studio. So made by Google, it's part of their measurement platform. And Google has done this massive, massive push over the last uh, few years, I'd say, where they used to be kind of just analytics. And then they came out with Tag Manager, which is a, a huge thing unto itself, but phenomenal in, in terms of measurement. Then they came out with Data Studio. And Data Studio, again, in the in the realm of Google, it's free. So for, for 99.9, actually for everybody, Data Studio is free. Um, so... This is a program, this uh, this platform that is there to build visualizations. And if you're um, you know there's lots of before this, there was other paid platforms you had to use. You had to pay uh, services to actually build out dashboards. Now you don't have to. Data Studio does a tremendous amount. Completely free, and they evolved. They have this platform's technically been out for about two years, give or take. Um, but they have evolved it so much, month after month. There are multiple uh, changes and updates that have come through to this platform, which is one of the reasons again that we recommend it because it's free, so the price is right. It's powerful, and it gets more powerful every day and it connects into all things Google, which most people are using anyway. So you can pull in your Google ad spend, you can pull in your YouTube traffic, you can pull in Google analytics data. Um, and if you were outside of that, if you wanna pull in Facebook spend, well, they thought about that too. They have, they've got ways to pull in additional data sources. So it's, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal platform. So Google Data Studio is the, the tool of choice that we are using.
0: I have been using Google Data Studio since it first became available. I had to wait, you know, it was there was a wait list, I remember. And the way that I remembered it was it was kind of like a blank canvas and you would drop on top of this blank canvas, like a grid canvas, and you would drop on top of this like tables and charts. Is that essentially what it is still today?
1: Yeah, so if you think about the different parts of Data Studio, so you, you have that grid where if you're in edit mode, right, so there's two versions of this. There's the edit mode where you're actually building it, and then there's the view mode where you're either you know giving it to your clients or for yourself if you're actually using the report, uh, the dashboard itself. And so in the edit mode is where you kind of got that graph paper look. And you can drag the visualizations in, which is like you were talking about, the tables. uh, There's things called scorecards, which are great for tracking like customer journey and funnels and things like that. Um, You've got pie charts for being able to break down different things. And then there's pivot tables and countless other visualizations that are in there. The other component to this is the data sources, which are equally as important. So we talked about some of them already, which was Google Analytics is obviously a data source you can connect in. So everything that you've done in Google Analytics, all the goals you've already set up, all the segments you've already built, all the traffic sources that you're already tracking, well, that's already in Google Analytics. Now you can connect Data Studio to that and say, okay, I want you to pull in all of my uh, traffic sources. I'm going to pull in this table that shows how many goals are being achieved. Maybe it's like new leads being created or something like that. And I want to be able to uh, have a drop down that where I can break it down by traffic source so I can see how much Facebook's doing or Google ads is doing or my SEO or my email. And all of that is inherently built into into data studio. So that's just the Google analytics. Data wait, wait, source. wait, hold on.
0: Let me, let me, let's yeah. zoom in on this for a second. So just so folks have a full understanding of this, when you're inside of Google analytics, you have very little control over the way things look on the screen. It is pretty much just a table and a chart and that's it. Inside of Data Studio, you have a lot more control. You can put stuff in different kinds of layouts. You can change colors. You can make it bigger or smaller. What else can you do? Because I think this is important for people to understand. You can make tables that don't exist inside of Google Analytics, um, if I'm not mistaken, because you, you might be able to do it inside of Google Analytics, but it's not as intuitive, right? You can almost, exactly right. Almost any conceivable variable that you could put into a, a, a table, you can create inside of inside of data studio from google analytics is that correct
1: yeah absolutely and it's such a good point to to talk about the difference in in those analytics sort of reports the standard reports that all of the platforms have versus what you can get with data studio because when you're using data studio to your point you can control not only the visualization itself, like the table and what's in the table and control all of that you control the look of it and if you can control the look of that, you can actually control the interaction. Like it's you can make these so that they're fun to interact with. And this is how when we develop them for clients or when working with our clients to show them how to build these on their own, they you put in their logos, they put in their brand colors, they make it look good. And when it when you do that, it's not intimidating anymore. And so then you're interacting with it. And like I was talking about earlier, you can put in these dropdowns of okay, I want to make a drop-down of traffic sources. I'm, you know what? I want a, a drop down for uh, device type. So I know which are mobile versus desktop. And now I can compare mobile versus desktop with just the click of the of the of the mouse um, and have something that gives me instant answers to what I to what I want. I mean, the idea of Data Studio and how much it simplifies and bridges the gap between here's your information and here's your action. It is the bridge between those two. And I know we're just zooming in on Google analytics, but so many
0: people are using Google analytics. If you just use this for Google analytics, it will make your life easier.
1: It'll change your life
0: because it does give you yeah. the option to, to choose a date range, right? Um, yeah. and you can choose your date range so you can kind of generate a report if you want it to in whatever date range. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think you can kind of have it preload data for certain date ranges, so that whenever anybody pops into it, they'll see it. Is that am I accurate on yeah, that? Yeah, ab-
1: absolutely right. So it's highly interactive, and you can define what that is. So you can have it so you're only looking at the last thirty days by default, or the last seven days, or fourteen days, and compare that to last year's you know period. Um, so you can kind of get a comparison of your trends. So you can absolutely set that up, and then like you said, you could interact with it so that you can have the viewer. So it's not always us ourselves that are that are building these um, and using them. It's sometimes we're building them for other people to use, uh, whether it's our boss or the stakeholder or department head or something like that. And you want them, especially if they're not quote unquote numbers people, you want them to be able to interact and use this information. That's what makes this so powerful because it is very, very easy. It's intuitive to use. And you just click on the dropdown and select what you want. Data changes. There's your answer. And you don't have to think about it. And that makes it so that they can get wins from their numbers, right? You can get that win, you know what action you can take, and then you go back to it to ask it another question. And that's what makes it even more powerful, because now you're actually interacting with your data, getting actions from it, because you're asking questions of it, and that's what, again, Data Studio is really, really good at simplifying that process.
0: And just like any other Google
1: product, you can share access to it, am I correct? I mean- Yeah, it's it was brilliant the way that they did that. So they built it on essentially the same infrastructure that Google Drive uses. So if, you're, if you've are if you ever shared a, a Google Sheet or a Google Doc where you have like view access and you've got edit access and you type in the Gmail addresses to, to share it with different people, it's the exact same mechanism that you do with this. So You can share it out. So I could create something and uh, hook up the data sources and get everything adjusted the way I want it to to be able to answer the questions that maybe you want to ask. I can then share it with you and assign it to you as view only so that you can interact with it. You can get all the information you need but you can't jump into the back Back end and, and maybe break something right accidentally. Um, so, and of course, if I wanted to, we could both do it together and I could give you edit access and you could jump in and we could collaborate on it. Um, so it was, it's just phenomenal. Okay. Like, you know, I, I found like a, like a Google fanboy, but it's, but it's true. Like they've yeah. done such a great job with this thing.
0: I remember in the beginning you could only have so many pages inside of a Google uh, data studio, what do they call it? Dashboard. The dashboard, yeah. Jam. Yeah, so you can only have so many pages in a dashboard and you can only have so many dashboards back in the early days. Have they removed that? And yes. does, does it doesn't matter so if you're a free account versus
1: a corporate account as far as yes, Google's is concerned? Yes yeah so if anyone has so back in the day the way that they onboarded this is is, so you mentioned earlier the beta program you join the beta program they give you access to it and it was limited to five reports that you could use per email address per gmail address Um, and so it was fully functional but had had that limitation in it so once you hit five you're kind of done well, when they came out of beta, uh, and actually way before that, they, they took off that limit, um, and they've officially, they're out of beta now. So what's happened is they've basically unlocked this entire tool. There are no limitations, at least that I'm aware of, um, that this tool has that somebody else could purchase and, and get a higher level. There's just Data Studio. Hmm. Um, and so you have full access. Everybody that's got analytics has the ability to sign in with that same email address and go to datastudio.google.com and and create their own data studio account, They all, you all have it. Um, so you can jump in there, it's unlocked, everything's unlimited, you can make as many reports as you want, you can be the owner and share it with people and that's you know totally fine. Um, so yeah, all of that's completely gone now.
0: Okay, so you were mentioning that you can add Google Analytics data and then I cut you off and went down a rabbit trail with you. So what other data sources, I mean like for, for the basic people like me, they're just gonna add Google Analytics and call it done, but for the more advanced people, what other data sources might they want to
1: tie into this thing? Sure. Like you might, for example, want to pull in your Facebook traffic, your Facebook ad traffic. Um, maybe, you wanna, maybe you've want to, maybe you got a, a high-end sort of customized database that your company uses that you want to be able to pull in all this, cust- this custom information that you've been collecting um, and build that out. Uh, maybe you've just got a spreadsheet that you've been using forever and everybody hates your spreadsheets and they don't want to dive into spreadsheets. Well, you can make the spreadsheet the data source and then have Data Studio sort of making all these nice, pretty interactive charts and diagrams to help people understand what's going on oh so go- it could be a google sheet then too absolutely yeah yeah in fact um anything so google sheets a really great example because that's kind of like everything at the end of the day can go into a spreadsheet of some sort so if you can get it into a google sheet you can get it into data studio um and and there are these things called Community Connectors, which was, again, brilliant maneuver for them uh, from a competitive standpoint. So they allowed the community, the development community out there, to create their own connectors between different data sources. Uh, so there's a really great company called Supermetrics that, uh, that we use their connector. And so they have a connector that goes out and connects into Google Analytics or Facebook Ads or Instagram now. People are, are trying to track Instagram stuff. So they've got connectors that plug into these platforms and then Pipe that data into Data Studio so that you can build your dashboards from it. Um, And there's a lot of others besides Supermetrics that are there. But that's, again, one of the, one of the, really cool things I think they did was open it up to the development community and said, you know, we're going to give you these built-in connectors, but we know that, you know, maybe not everybody wants to use YouTube as a video stream. And even though YouTube is a built-in connector and you can pull that data in, you also have other ways to do it. And you can go out there and create your own if you want. And lots of people have, and lots of people have shared them. And there are lots of companies that are selling those connectors. So um, it's absolutely worth checking out, um, depending upon whatever platform you're using to see if there's a connector available for it. You mentioned something
0: called the scorecard, and
1: I don't think everybody
0: knows what that is. So maybe you could describe what that is. And can you do something like that even with just Google Analytics data?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So in Data Studio, we talked about kind of the parts and, and trying to keep it uh, high level. There's the data source, which is where you pull – This is like, where do I get my information? That's what Data Studio is asking. Where do I get all this information? You say, well, I want to get it from Analytics. You're like, Great. Then there's that visualization component. Uh, and again, that could be a table. It could be a pie chart. That could be a pivot table of some sort. It might be a line chart or bar graph. It could also be something called a scorecard. And a scorecard is just a number. So you could say, well, I want to see the conversion, my e-commerce conversion rate. And so you would create a, what they call the scorecard visualization, and it would just show your e-commerce conversion rate. And then you might set up the date widget to, so that you can interact with the date and say, well, I'm going to see last week's e-commerce conversion rate. Now I'm going to see last January's e-commerce conversion rate. So it's just, one, just change piece, the date.
0: one piece of data yes. that shows up on the screen. That's one, it.
1: It. It's one piece of data that, that gives you the answer that you're looking for.
0: It's not calculated
1: data. It's pulling that data from another source. Is that correct? Well, that's again, what's, Interesting about this tool. Um, Yes, and so it can be just pulling from the data source and saying here's the e-commerce conversion rate But you can also calculate in between scorecards now. That's actually a relatively new feature um, Something they call blended data, Uh, but you can take advantage of these different tools and you can calculate in between scorecards so a scorecard could be what they call a calculated field and something that, that you're actually allowing Data Studio now to do to be a little bit more robust. So it's not always that Data Studio reports on what it's being told that it's got access to. It takes what it has access to, and it can, it can actually do some thinking on its own wow. uh, with these calculated field options and then display it for you. Huh. Uh, which again levels levels it up as a dashboarding platform.
0: Well, I could see if you had your cost data inside of uh, Analytics because you had your AdWords connected, and then you had your Facebook ads data connected, then you could pull all that data together into a scorecard, right? From those two different sources. And that's
1: that's exactly right. That's exactly what blended data is—is is pulling it from two different data sources. So I got data coming in from Facebook ads, which is my ad spend, and then maybe I've got a goal count that's coming in from Google Analytics as far as the number of goals that were achieved attributed to that traffic source. And then I've, so I've got those two pieces of data and I want my scorecard to, I want it to show a calculated of those two divided out. So I know what my, you know, dollars per goal achieved or my cost per acquisition or whatever the thing is that I'm trying to track. So absolutely. And that's, it's what, it's what helps with data studio. You don't, I mean, we're talking about some of these more advanced customized things, but you don't have to start there. You can just get the basics in place, play around with this tool. And what will happen is the more that you use it, the better questions you will start asking. And that's when you start customizing a little bit more. So it's not like you just go out and spend 27 hours customizing this for the perfect dashboard because they don't, there is no perfect dashboard. There's just the dashboard right now that gives you the answers that you want right now. You interact with that dashboard more and more and you will start asking better questions and then you'll adjust the dashboard so that it can answer those more advanced questions. And that's sort of how the whole thing evolves.
0: Awesome. Well, let's talk about some ways that you have been using Uh, dashboards? Because if there's a guy that's probably been doing some crazy stuff, it's you or any other
1: examples that you want to share. Sure. Uh, First off, I'll, I'll say Data Studio has a great gallery uh, that's available. So if you just Google data studio gallery, you'll, that link will pop up and it's got a ton of examples of what other people are doing. Some of these aren't, uh, you know, maybe from a design perspective, they're not all that pretty to look at. So, but I like looking at them for the example of like how people built these reports and sometimes they're just showing you like what's possible. Um, so that's number one. So go to the data studio gallery, just Google that and it'll take you there and you can see all the different stuff that's out there. And in terms of how we're using it, um, we primarily are doing a lot of customer journey style reports or sales funnel reports. So we're looking at stages as the customers move from like uh, an awareness stage into, you know so now they're sort of interacting with the blog and then they become a lead maybe, so they're now engaged with the brand a little more and then ultimately become a purchase. And so we're tracking through that journey. And what we'll do with Data Studio is we'll create little funnel diagrams that will show, okay, you have a thousand people that are at stage one and 500 people at stage two and uh, 25, you know, or whatever, 250 people at stage three. And that will then show the percentages of the drop-off in between those different stages. Mm -hmm. So we sort of set that up, so we now have this funnel, right, this little customer journey. So now I can see the different stages and where my drop-off is. But then again, the, the key to data studio is I've got those drop downs above my report. so I can click and say, well yeah, show me just what Facebook does, And it instantly shows me just Facebook's version of it. And I say, well what does my email do? Here's my email. What is my um, you know search doing? So I can flip to search and see what search is doing so that I can start to get an idea of what traffic source is really good at what end result. Because some traffic sources are better at making people aware of my brand. Some people some traffic sources are better at engaging uh, with my brand and some traffic sources are better at closing. Just so I'm clear, it sounds like you're taking the source and or
0: medium data from Google Analytics, is that correct? And then you're just yeah. filtering by that. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, most of it's in the source and medium. If we need to get more specific, uh, we we store the details maybe in like the term or the content of the UTM. For those not familiar, UTMs is how you would tag all of that different stuff. Um, But yeah, so we might build a a deep dive report that's there to analyze Facebook specific traffic um, down to the ad level. And if we need to do that, uh, we build a whole different dashboard that's just for that. But keeping it high level, yeah, we can flip it between the different source mediums. How long would it take you to get to the same data inside of Google Analytics? Would it be far more Man.
0: complicated? I mean, is that the whole point here?
1: Here's the interesting thing. It would be – it is a little more complicated because you can do a custom report. I think from a timing perspective, you could do it in as much time maybe as Data Studio. But and, – and I would love to do this as an experiment. If, if I had a Data Studio report and I sent you a link to the Data – or sent 20 people a link to the Data Studio report and a link to the Google Analytics report and then check with them a month later to see who's still using what. Chances are that data series report is still being used and the analytics data they jumped in there They were like, what is all this stuff? I don't even know I'll come back to it later, you know And you just don't use it because it's just overwhelming that interface you could put
0: instructions on the screen You could say hey step one go here select the thing, right? I mean you can literally put like boxes boxes Yeah, you know, with, yeah, with, you know
1: I, I get they keep giving me these reasons to be the Google fanboy, but it's true You know what they just came out with very very recently is the ability to embed different URLs in your dashboard so not only can you put directions like visual, like a little text or something, I can embed a YouTube video that shows somebody how to use the report. Wow. So it's like an instruction that's there, right? Like how to use this report. What answers are you trying to give? What does this report do or it doesn't do? Like you can do so many things um, with this. It just it just boggles my mind how much effort this team is putting into it.
0: For the people that don't want to start from scratch with a dashboard, are there templates that they can just go out and, and, and with the push of a button somehow... You know, get and then just tap their data into it.
1: There are, yeah, yeah, there absolutely are. So all of this, like this, this uh, gallery that we mentioned earlier, the Data Studio gallery, you can submit, and people have they've submitted their designs, their their templates to the gallery. You can basically open those up. Data Studio, when you first come into it, you will see that you already have basic templates and you're going to see a template for YouTube channels uh, metrics. You're going to see a dashboard for ads for Google ads. You're going to see a dashboard for search console stuff. So all of the Google property things are already in there waiting for you. And they are a, a great place to start. They're also a really great way to figure out like how did they build this report? What what different you know visualizations are they using? So when you're trying to sort of dissect and figure out how they got the result they got, In that dashboard. They're great for that. Um, Personally, I'm not a huge fan of copy and paste templates. To be used in the real world, because you don't necessarily, just because I had certain questions I was asking, doesn't mean you're going to ask the same questions about your business. Right. Um, so dashboards, again, the benefit of dashboards is they can be so heavily customized to answer specific questions. So when you're starting out, templates are fantastic because they show you what's possible. They help teach you. Um, you get an idea of what you can and cannot do with certain things, but then pretty quickly evolve past the template. So once you get started, then evolve past it uh, so that you can customize it to answer a specific direction. I kind
0: of think you know, for those of us that are gray hairs and remember Microsoft Word, do you remember how they used to have all those templates for you know like everything you could possibly imagine? Facts, you know, I'm really giving <laughs> you know, myself facts, facts cover sheets, yeah, exactly. I remember those and yes. everything else, right? And and you could just use the template and then slightly alter it and pop in your logo, and that's kind of the generic way that you can get started. I think it's kind of akin to that with Data Studio. They've got some pretty cool templates that probably have more than you need, or in some cases, less than you need. But you could, once you put those templates into
1: Data Studio, edit them. Am I correct? And then you could change them. That's absolutely right. You can make them your own. Yeah. Such a great point because you can come into these, these templates and you can build off of them. Right, and, and that's what I again love about Data Studio. They've, there's lots of things to love about this tool. the the ability for them to to help you onboard. There's lots of support. There's lots of uh, direction that will help show to, show you around, especially if you've never used this tool before. So when you come in, they're going to kind of show you around. They'll they'll help you build your first report. In fact, they're going to give you a first report that is the actual directions on using Data Studio, and they've built that as a dashboard um, that's that's interactive and kind of show you around. So there's lots of lots of things that you can do with this. I if if you're concerned. Is, oh, I'm just not a numbers person, or um, or I'm not not that technical. Um, you know anything like that? Like Data Studio will be able to help you. You will definitely be able to use this tool.
0: Okay, so you've already mentioned a couple of the new things that Data Studio has come out with in the last whatever six months or whatever. Um, I would love to go back to those plugins and maybe talk about whatever other features that um that you're kind of excited about particularly with data studio i think you mentioned earlier that there were some sort of plugins can you elaborate on that a little bit
1: yeah so so we were talking about earlier the community connectors which it's kind of like a wordpress plugin for those that have used wordpress in it and it's the ability so where google hasn't provided the the connector into a certain data source for example facebook google does not have a built-in for that um, but there are third parties where they've allowed that. So they've developed a platform. They've developed these services that go to Facebook, grab the data, and, and throw it into Data Studio for you now, is, as opposed to you set, you know ex- exporting it to a spreadsheet maybe, right? So they avoid that step. So those community connectors, they've allowed the development community to, to build those out and to customize all of those. So that in and of itself is exciting because no matter what your data source is, if there is not a connector yet for it, there could be one in the future. You know, you might even just go to to Upwork or something, hire a developer to, to build one for you. So there's lots of potential for getting information now so that you can build a, a dashboard that answers your questions without getting overwhelmed or frustrated. On these
0: Community Connector plugins, first of all, where do we find them? And secondly, are they free? Do they cost money? How does that work?
1: It's exactly, if you think about it like a WordPress plugin, They got premium it's that exact free. same feel. Some are free. Uh, most are paid. Uh, I would say you want the paid ones because, you know, APIs change and they need to be maintained. And so you want to, you know, give some money to them. Uh, they are available to you inside Data Studio and you will trip over them. Like it's not going to be, it's not a hidden thing. They're going to say, which data source do you want to connect? Here are the built-ins. Here's the ones that the community has created. And you will see all of those when you set up your dashboard initially. Because remember, when you come into your dashboard, it, it needs to, in order to visualize a table or create a scorecard or. pie chart it's got to have data so the very first thing you do is always say this is the data that i'm going to use i'm going to use this google analytics account or this spreadsheet or whatever and that's where the community connectors are so you will see them um they they don't hide them at all it's it's uh it's what about like
0: email platforms like we use drip and other people use infusion soft and others do they have connectors as well, so that you can maybe bring in some of the, you know, open rates and clicks and
1: all that kind of stuff from email? Some do and some don't. So the um, I don't believe there's one for Infusionsoft. We're actually looking into hiring somebody to create one for us uh, for that. But uh, there's a lot of community connectors that uh, they evolve, right? Like the market's always creating new ones, so it's worth checking. And when you go into that uh, community connector section in Data Studio, you can just search for whatever the, the CRM is that you're using and see if there's one for that. The Supermetrics. Is is a great company to to look at first because they do a lot of the ad platforms um, and things like that they've got coming out and they're always staying up to date with this. They're they're really big into this. They used to do it a lot for spreadsheets and they've basically taken that same mentality and applied it to Data Studio. Um, So I would check with that company first. But in Community Connectors, in the Data Studio uh, platform, in Community Connectors, just do a search for whatever the tool is. Um, There's even, there's a section uh, in their developer docs that they'll probably link to there that they have uh, a little section where you can type in and and kind of vote up and vote down interest Mm. for developers to develop. So they can go, the developer themselves can go to this thing and say, oh, a lot of people are using Infusionsoft and want a connector. Maybe I'll build one for that. So you can do that sort of stuff. They've done a really, a really uh, decent job on that.
0: On the Supermetrics, is that the one you would, you would recommend for people that want to bring in their Facebook data?
1: Yeah. I'd say Supermetrics is the sort of the 800 pound gorilla in this field of taking data from one place and moving it to another. Like that's, they've done it for years and years and years. And again, they were mostly doing it. they're They're kind of famous for their their Google Sheets add-on. That's where they were doing it from Google Sheets. And if you have a lot of high traffic in Google Analytics, you can have a sampling problem and they avoid sampling uh, or they, they dramatically minimize sampling., yeah, I would imagine it can get expensive, too, right? Am I correct on that regards for the supermetrics? They have a free option. And then I believe that there is a nineteen dollars option and then it goes to like nineteen a month and it's like a hundred a month after that. And then there's another one of like 300 a month for agencies. And so it depends on what you need it for. Um, I think the one that we use is around a thousand a year. So we're like on the monthly plan for about a hundred bucks a month this is the one that we're currently using Got and it. that's done everything that we need. And do you need to be like
0: an engineer to be able to figure that out?
1: Supermetrics? Nah. Really? No. That's awesome. You really don't. Yeah. You, you can, it's just a data source. Like to data studio, it's like, Oh, what data source do you want to use? You're like, Oh, I want to use the Supermetrics one. It's like, great. What do you want to know? And it's like, I want to know how many people came from Facebook. And it's like, great, here you go. Like it really is that simple.
0: They'll they'll take the Twitter and ads and the Facebook ads and whatever other ad APIs and bring it all into supermetrics and then that will go
1: over to Data Studio. Is that kind of how that works? they'll take whatever they can. Yeah. So just recently they have announced the ability to pull in from Instagram,
2: oh, cool. uh, which wasn't
1: available, right? Like you just couldn't do that. Well, now Instagram's opened up a little bit because Facebook's opened it up a little bit. So Supermetrics, I mean they're they're that's what they do, right? So they're always on the lookout. If there's something they can pull that's going to be useful to you, they will do it. So I would I would look there first uh, because they're so good at those major
0: platforms. Um, for sure. And there's not it's not like using these other plugins where they charge you Depending on how much information is passed through the pipe, or is it that way? You understand
1: what I'm saying? Like, no. you've got yeah, these plugins. Yeah, yeah. It's, these... it's not like yeah. you have 10,000 hits and that's it. Yeah, um, you know, 10,000 bits of data. Now they they will charge you, um, and they, you know, if you check out their pricing plans, they do a pretty good job um, of of sort of setting setting it all out. But they'll say like. If you just want one data source, it's you know 19 bucks a month. If you want all of the available data sources, it's 100 bucks a month. I see, right? Which is why we're on the 100 bucks a month. So we just we just want all the data sources. Uh, but there isn't necessarily a limit to oh, you only get you know 300 different things from this one data source. Like they don't they don't currently limit it like that at all. And I've never heard anybody doing that because with a dashboard that wouldn't be useful. You know, you want to be able to pull up this year versus last year, or you know, however you want to be able to pull up the data. You need the data there. Very cool. Any other things about Data
0: Studio that are new other than the plugins, and are there other plugins other than connectors?
1: There's another system. It's sort of like the plugins, and again, I you know they're not called plugins. So don't go into, into Data Studio, and I don't want anybody thinking that they're going to look oh, for yeah. plugins because that guess. doesn't exist. Yeah. But 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 mentally, it's a great way to think about it. Um, but the these this community features, right? So they have community connectors, so you can pull into different data sources that Google doesn't uh, natively support, and then they have just come out with something called uh, community visualizations. This one is particularly interesting because in that same concept where they're like, hey, we've got tables and we've got pie charts and we've got pivot tables and we've got scorecards and we've got bar charts, but they didn't think about every single type of visualization that's out there. There's, there's thousands of visualizations, thousands of different types of reports. There's all sorts of ways to visualize data, right? Like if, if you remember in Excel, they have a, uh, a gauge, they call it, but it's like a little speedometer gauge, right? That's kind of a cool one to use. Data Studio doesn't currently have that. But with community visualizations, developers can actually develop their own visualizations. So now you can import somebody else's gauge that they've put out into the community for you to use. Um, and there's all sorts of other things that are out there um, that are that are super useful. Um, in terms of you know, again, the whole the whole concept is not putting it in there just to just because you can. It's because the gauge as a report might be easier for the end user to understand where they are, you know? um and that's why you would maybe change the visualization. So now Data Studio not only has this incredible infrastructure because it's Google, right? Like they're not going anywhere. They're staying around for a while. And then you've got this ability to say, Google's saying, well, here's the data sources we support, but you can also support anybody else that you want, The community, just go and build that, something for it. And then here are the built-in visualizations you can use to make your dashboards, but if you want something different, that's cool, go ahead and build your own, and you can import them, and the community can share amongst itself. That, to me, makes this a platform, as a dashboarding platform, that will evolve faster than what other platforms can evolve. Because instead of being restricted to the company developing their own, Google's kind of of saying, here's this thing, this does this stuff really well, the community now evolves the rest of it. And then, of course, maybe they take in some of the features the community's created and, and make them part of the main platform, just like WordPress does. Um, but I think it, it's a it's a huge competitive advantage. And it, at the very, very least, even if you are paying for some other platform where you're super happy with where you currently are, because there's lots of platforms out there and they all do s- slightly different. Like there's, there's some things that are different from Data Studio versus other platforms, but it's something worth paying attention to. Especially especially if you've never, ever, ever thought about building a dashboard because they were so expensive. A lot of these platforms can be really pricey. And if that stopped you from using a dashboard before, because you didn't want to spend $10,000 a year, you can now go and look in Data Studio, which is free. And you know maybe you don't build the perfect dashboard right away, but it opens you up to the ability to do something like that now.
0: Does Data Studio allow you to do what Sheets allow you to do, which is called conditional formatting, so that if... For example, a number exceeds a certain thing, color it differently. Do you understand what I'm saying? So for example, in Sheets, yep. you can say, okay, turn this red if, it, if it's a negative number, you know what I mean? Or make it green if it's a positive number. Um, do you know if Data Studio can do something like that?
1: Change the color that, of the data based on what the parameters of it are? Yeah, that is a good question. They have some things like that where they have these things called heat maps. So you can create, uh, like if you imagine a table um, and it's got your number of users, right? For each of the different pages and maybe you've got your top 10 pages. You can heat map the data so that it shows the number of users, and it's like a little darker red for the ones that are bigger numbers, and then the slight, and then it goes to a lower pink level to an almost white, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. So you can kind of get a really quick visual, like, hey, these are the this is the hot part of the site, right? But I don't believe there is a built-in conditioning as to like I'm thinking, kind of using that scorecard idea to say like if the scorecard equals this, change the color, then change the color to that. I mean, you can definitely stylize everything. So you can control the fonts, you can control the colors, you can add images. I wouldn't be surprised if it's coming because it is in Google Sheets. And for any Google Sheets
0: geeks, you know, what's great about this is it allows you to see like, you know, you can set a, a baseline if you will, and then you can add a conditional formatting that says like, if it's below this, make it red. And if it's above it, make it green or something like that. You know what I mean? So I'm sure it's just a question of when it's going to work its way into data studio, not if it's ever going to make its way in there.
1: Yeah, I I would, I would agree with that. Cause the more people that are asking for this stuff, the more that they, I mean, they respond, you know, there's, there's things like PDFs It used to be uh, not that long ago, you couldn't download this as a PDF. So you couldn't, cause a lot of agencies, they want to create these for their clients and then email them a PDF every week or something with a, with a snapshot of the dashboard. That was because Uh, initially Google's thinking was, well, just send them the link and then they'll go to the dashboard. But the agencies were coming back saying, I would love that to happen too, but they won't do that. They are used to PDFs. So we, we need to communicate in the way that the client is most likely to interact with this thing. Right? Hmm. So they created a downloadable PDF and now you can download your reports as a PDF and you can ship them off to your clients if you want. Um, or obviously as a stakeholder, if you're using it for some other reason, you you can download it. So they are, they are absolutely, um, making these, you know, evolving this platform. Form for whatever the users need um, and they're and they're really keeping an eye on that interactivity of it So you can click on a certain part of your table now Like you might just click on the word Facebook and now all not just the drop-down part that we were talking about before But in the actual table itself, you might just click on the word Facebook and now all of your reports that are on that page will just show you the Facebook stuff without you having to do a drop-down. Maybe the drop-down is not there So there's different ways to interact with the the different elements that are on the dashboard so that you can, again, the whole concept is digging down into the data in that little realm of what it's there to, to, you know, what answers is trying to help you to, to get. Where do people find Data Studio? How do they get to it? So the, the easiest, fastest way was just to Google Data Studio and you'll see it. Um, but it is the technical address is datastudio.google.com. So, Data Studio, all one word, D A T A Studio. dot uh, and it'll take you right to it. But again, just Google it, and and it'll it'll pull up as well. Everybody's got an account; they're totally free. You just need to sign in. Uh, when you first come in, there'll be this nice little onboarding dashboard that's going to be there. A little report they've created for you that you can click in and and learn the ins and outs and the basics of it. And and don't think that this is something you're going to spend. Uh, you know, an hour on and then you're going to be an expert. Um, But you don't have to, you know, within an hour, you can be up and running and have a lot of the basics down to where at least you're impressing the team. That you're around um, so it doesn't take there is definitely a learning curve um, and there's lots of advanced things you can do with this but you don't need to race to 60 miles an hour in the beginning just start out with the basics get some visualizations in copy like you were suggesting earlier copy an existing template of maybe the YouTube template and then connect it to your YouTube channel and see what your YouTube channel looks like I mean it's it's pretty cool what you can the how fast you can feel like you're making progress um, so that you can again learn these tools and ultimately use them to answer very specific questions that you as a marketer Marketer want
0: to know. Well, folks, uh, it should be crystal clear to you that Chris Mercer is an absolute expert when it comes to uh, measurement and marketing. Chris, if people want to discover you and
1: the stuff that you've got going on, where would you like to send them? Sure. If they just want to head over to our site, it's measurement Marketing, all one word, measurementmarketing.io. Uh and if they go to measurementmarketing.io slash S M M P for social media marketing podcast. Uh, we'll have a little thing on there for data studio, a little, little introductory video so that people can at least get a tour of it before they jump into it.
0: Uh, Okay. measurementmarketingio slash S M M P. Is that right? Exactly right. Folks. You definitely want to check out Chris's stuff. He is the real McCoy. Chris, thank you again for coming on the show and we'll see you at social media marketing world. Thanks for having me, Mike. Looking forward to it. See you there. Well, as you heard, Chris will be in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World, along with tons of other pros. If you decide that you want to take your marketing and your analytics to the next level, be sure to visit socialmediaworld19.com, get your ticket, and come to this event. And if you cannot travel, we got you covered. We got a virtual ticket option, socialmediaworld19.com. By the way, if you want any of the links that were mentioned in today's show, simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 338. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world.
2: The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.